0: Hi, and welcome to Breaking Autopilot, a conversational podcast about intentional living. So, I want to talk today about um, living in a glass house. Um, My example is like my own personal body that I let you see the emotions that I wanted you to see, and I let you believe that I had the life that I thought I deserved. And that I thought was expected of me. And I believe that we all get caught up in that trap of expectations that we are to model to be a good mom, model to be a good wife, model to be a good employee. We are to model to be a good sister, a good daughter. And while we do those things, truly, we want to do those things, we also lose who we are internally. Because in the busyness of doing, we stop just being. And we don't give opportunity to understand what we're actually going through, and so I think sometimes what happens is we go through our life and we go through so many traumatic events that could be you know change of career, could be marriage, could be divorce, could be uh, elder care for parents, could be sick children. There are so many things that we do as we go through our lives, especially in in um our middle stage of life where that we're growing and carrying and growing our families that we forget about what's happening to our bodies as we go through those, those events. And so we just take on more emotions and pull them in without really ever getting a chance to process them. And so I believe that that's what I was feeling, um, although I, I really just wanted to blame it on anything but my own emotions. I wanted to say someone else was doing this to me. Um, that there was too many pressures at work or there was too much pressure at home. There was too much pressure to be um, the the elder care daughter or whatever I needed to be. And I wanted to, to say that the events around me were what was causing me to feel less or challenged or tired, exhausted, not myself. And so as I kept feeling these things... What I also realized is that when you actually begin to feel, it's not always pleasant, because the feelings don't start from what's going on today. The feelings started from a long time ago. And some of those can bring up through your childhood and how you're raised, and sometimes you draw back on that things. That I recall a time where I looked back at the happiest point of my life and said, I want to be more like that. Well. Truly, that might have been when you was a teenager at some point. You didn't have as many responsibilities, and all you had to do was look for the next opportunity to have a good time and to have fun with your friends. So I missed the joy of having people around me just for the sake of having fun and not always for the sake of needing to do something for someone or for myself to feel validated. So that was important for me to consider. It wasn't that time that I wanted to go back to, it was just the events around that time that gave me a little more freedom than I was feeling in my life. So that was a, an introspective that I thought, okay, let me, let me take a look at that. And I challenge you to, to go back and check a look at what was some of your happiest times and what were you doing? Um, and in an occupation, oftentimes we get into a rut of the job that we're in and we start to blame the job that it's something we don't enjoy. When truly that may be the case, Um, Or it may be that we are just viewing it differently because of the other pressures that are going around us that we're not at our top notch of performance because externally, outside of work, something else is taking our attention. And rightfully so. When you balance work and family and elder care things, rightfully so, sometimes things need other attention for that. But we beat ourselves up because we're not the best that we've always been. And so then... What gets stored in our emotions is self-doubt, guilt. We lose some of our pride. We can even begin to think we're not enough. If we got validated from our work setting and now we're not doing as well, then it may feel scary because that was a place that you were on top of that you had some control over. And control is a whole nother topic that maybe we'll get into today. Maybe we won't. But um, uh, again, those emotions were being stored inside while I felt something was wrong with me, the person. And um, through a lot of self-reflection, quiet time, I would say, that I started to understand what showing yourself grace was. And saying, I can't be all of everything to everyone. I can be good at several things, but I cannot be great at all things. And I had to find some balance in that. And so I go along thinking that that's what I'm doing. I'm finding some balance. I start to show myself some grace. This is not easy to do. Many of us that are providing for our families that are also trying to keep a home, trying to keep everything, all the balls and things in the air, um, find it pretty difficult to do. And those that don't have families give themselves guilt because they don't have someone else to take care of, that they're not doing as much as what others that are complaining about are doing as much. And so every one of us is carrying around something that we're guilting ourselves over, and we're really just doing it to ourselves. And we need to stop and give each other compassion to just be what we need to be for that point in our lives, for that point in our days. It's not about being repetitive every day and being the same at everything every day. It's about understanding where we need to be for that day. And so we, we walk through life, and I hear it so many times. I have a good job. I have great kids. Uh, from the outside, everything looks like I should be happy, but I'm missing something inside. What is that? And so as I'm learning about some of the um, things that we hold in motions that we hold into our body, it's helping me to realize and look backwards to some of the things that I may not have seen during the times when I felt that way. And so, for instance, um, I've formed breast cancer on my left side, on my left breast. And fortunately, it was caught uh, early enough in stages that... Um, it didn't take advanced treatment, and we were able to do a lumpectomy and radiation, and then with care and watchfulness, that we haven't had a reoccurrence. So I was very fortunate that my doctor found that soon. But what I believe now that is happening in a lot of experiences when we see illnesses are happening within the two years of um, the illnesses occurring of a lot of trauma that can be in our life or events. And what we're holding on to our bodies. And so the left side of our body is our feminine side of our body. And it's where that we have nurturing and caring. And um, it has an ex- the extension of whether or not we're having the ability to perceive and uh, receive care. So can I give and can I receive it? Um, and during that period, that this was when I was feeling a lot, like how do I manage all these things? My mom had passed away, and I had been a, a primary, one of the primary caregivers with her, um, leading up through her illnesses, and it was very, very difficult for me to not have that support, um, someone that I talked to every single day um, of of my life. And so that left side represents my feminine principle. Um, In both men and women, it does. It indicates the ability to ask for help, to receive and to surrender, to nurture and care for others, to be creative and artistic, to listen to and trust your own wisdom. It's about the home and the inner world of reflection and intuition. And I'm reading this from a book, um, Your Body Speaks Your Mind by Deb Shapiro, which is in part of my future trainings. It's coming up on Trauma Sensitive. Um, items and so it's given me a chance to reflect back on that time um, on it so you know a a man having difficulty in being nurturing sensitive um, may have been told that boys are brave and they don't cry and that so many are in touch with the sensitive part but for so they may be having trouble expressing um, a feminine side or a relationship to women that have been um, hurtful or um the distance to them that they haven't let go of those relationships and conflicts that were there. And then for a woman, the left side reflects issues to deal with expressing her femininity and vulnerability, conflicts with mothering and nurturing, and how to be both receptive and responsive. And and I felt like my support was gone when my mom passed. Um, She was who I leaned on that would give me my okay, that would tell me, approval-wise, that I was doing enough to have a career and manage it as well as manage my home and my children and and, um, motherly responsibilities that I felt. And so I understand that that um, left side now probably had a lot of link to do with that femininity side of the nurturing and caring and where I wasn't trusting myself. um, Also was going through some difficulties where I needed to trust myself in the decisions of who needed to be around me and give me the actual support that I needed, that I needed to maybe make some differences in those, those um, close circle of people that were around me. And I wasn't listening to myself. I wanted to maintain um, what I thought should be, that if, if outwardly it looked as if it should be complete, then inwardly it should feel as if it's complete. And I wasn't listening to myself um, with my left side Um, and intuition and things. So I do believe that that probably was an eye-opener that I didn't recognize at the time because I didn't understand how my body was transferring that into an illness. Um, There's issues that people have on the right side of their body, and that would be uh, the, the masculine side is the bright side for both men and women. It has to do with the ability to give and to be dominant or assertive It's the authoritative and intellectual part of your being. It's about the external world of work, business, competition, your function in society, about politics and power. In both men and women, the right side of the body reflects their relationship to the masculine principle within themselves. So in a man, this could mean conflict with expressing his masculinity, having to be responsible for a family, difficulties in having to compete at work, a lack of self-esteem, or confusion over sexual orientation. In a woman, the right side may reflect her conflict with having to be a mother while also having a career or a difficulty in being assertive and competent in the workplace, which is largely dominated by men. So, single moms, it says, have to develop their masculine side more, becoming both a decision maker and the nurturer, and this can easily lead to an inner conflict. It also is the right side reflects your relationship to the males in your life, such as your father, your brother, your lover, your son and any conflict there might be in those relationships. So while my pain was on my right side, I just wanted to give what other might be happening if your pain is on your, excuse me, my pain was on my left side, but what might be happening if your pain is on your right side, some things to think about. Um, it also, the parts of our body that where we're holding pain can be expressive, and um, I'm learning that when we emphasize and listen to ourselves on what how we say What about that pain that it is also telling us the story? So when we say that um, my back is killing me, um, that the weight of the world is on my shoulders, that um, I worked my guts out, that um, it just makes me sick to my stomach to think about it. All of those things, the way we express, my heart is breaking. Um, my shoulders are just falling. Then they're telling us part of what we're also saying from our mind. And um, so since my area was in my breast, um, again, it goes back to the nurturing part of, of caring and, and having that sense of loss of my mom and the nurturing and the caring and having the, the sense of of Not trusting myself and where where I needed to be, and going forward without um, that a person of emotional support, and being able to identify by myself on it, um, it's easily for, easy for me to see now. And then also where I hold my tension in my shoulders is that I tend to carry so much, and those that know me will know that I take on um, more so that others don't, and that I can. Give more nurturing to people and and to things and want to to excel at it and to excel so much that sometimes I want to control it. And that weight on my shoulders becomes so great that I begin to concave in and hold the tension there. And so when I get a massage, that releases out some of that tension that's coming through um, and being held in there. And so... I encourage massages. They're very important to rub that deep tissue so that some of that emotional um, scars and emotional uh, emotions, period, can come through in that massage and come to the surface. Yes, we are usually leave a massage feeling elated, restful, and hopeful. Um, and what we can take away for after listening to this podcast is you also um, can take away that you just did your body good, that, that massages are necessary to keep flow through our body and to keep the energy and the tissues moving through our body so that we can perform at our best and so that we're not locking those things in. And after a massage, sometimes you may even feel emotions at surface. Um, I've been in a massage at one point where that they were just massaging my head, and I thought I was pretty safe and secure all the way through. That felt pretty good, and then we get to the end, and I'm closing, and they are massaging my head, and just tears begin to flow. And so, what I realized is that my mind was so anxious, and what I was carrying around was fear. That by them soothing my head, that it was giving me that nurturing aspect of letting me that letting my mind quiet and release, and so that my emotions released. And that can be quite scary, particularly if you're not comfortable you know with your, the therapist to massage therapist or something to, to say that you've got an emotional issue that you've been dealing with, and it just got released through that moment. Um, so if you don't even express it to the massage therapist, you yourself recognize that there was something that needed to be released, and that was a positive thing. So many times we're told to hide our feelings to buck up, to um, put in our big girl panties and just deal with what is life. And if we are deal with it by repressing it, by suppressing what we're feeling rather than just acknowledging it and showing ourselves grace, then we'll be dealing with it later. And sometimes I understand it's just too much to deal with. I understand that you can't go through it at that moment. But realize at some point you will need to draw back on that and you will need to go through that emotion and understand it. Um, not all emotions are positive. We don't want to go through suffering. Um, but what we realize is that many others go through much more suffering, suffering than what we do, that we always have a reason to be blessed um, and feel blessed and that we can show ourselves grace because that's what we need at that moment is to go through that emotion and to be angry. Um, we're told not to get angry, not to, to not like someone. Um, we're told not to cry. Uh, we're told our feelings are dramatic. Oh, stop being so dramatic. As I roll my eyes and you can't see that, <laughs> <But> <laughs> really. So it's so silly that we're told not to feel. Because that's what makes us start to not feel ourselves is from what we're trying to not feel makes us become empty. And when we, when we process and we say, you know what, I'm angry at them. I'm angry that this happened. I'm angry and I don't understand why. And, and quite honestly, we hear it all the time too, is I'm angry at God because why did this happen? And we'll never have the answers to that. But we acknowledge that we're having an emotion and that he's given us those emotions to have. It doesn't mean that we act on them and that we hurt someone intentionally because we're hurting. But oftentimes we do it unintentionally because we're hurting. And so we push people away because we're hurting. We don't want them to see that because we don't want to see it ourselves. And I understand needing time to yourself. I do. Um, I have learned That it is okay to be by myself. That I appreciate time to myself now. Um, But I also realized that we were created for relationship. We were created to be with other people. And that hiding myself from myself or from other people is not going to make me whole. And so... I just learned, and you guys have listened to me, have just got the point that I am what I am, and that's all that I can be. And that the experiences I've gone through in my life have made me as the experiences that you go through in your life make you. And then we make choices to go forward, we make choices to live happily. We make choices to see the blessings in our day, to see that rain brings the green spring and fresh flowers are starting to bloom. Or we can choose to see rain as cleansing, which can also be positive. It's a day of rest um, to keep us from running around so crazily outside or something. Rain can be a day of rest for us. Or some can view rain as the heavens are opening up and it's just pouring more down on them that they just simply cannot take. But since there are other multiple ways to view things, sometimes we have to change our perceptions if we want to change our attitudes to them. So there is something in what they say, that gratitude journal, that if you are experiencing a lull, that you just don't you know that you're supposed to be thankful, you know that there are good things happening to you and there are blessings and but you still just don't feel it well, you need to start acting it sometimes you fake it till you make it to bring that feeling back up, especially in the winter time. Winter's very hard for for all of us who our bodies go into a little dormancy um They go into a rest period, and so it's hard to have the will that we always have in spring and summer. And so we tend to get more depressed in the winter, uh, and um, the daylight hours are even shorter. And so we attribute those seasons of weather to something is not right with each individual one of us when it's a season that affects all of us. But we internalize it so much that... We're the ones off And so please consider that as well When you feel off It could be related to your seasons As well as something else that's going on in you But you're putting all the weight just totally on yourself And while we all are very very important um, The world does not revolve around us And not everyone who's doing everything Is doing it intentionally to us So many times we get offended Because we think that someone Said something wrong to us Or, or how the day went or whatever And Quite honestly, we are a byproduct of what else they're feeling and their emotions for that day are. And how they spoke to us may have nothing to do with us at all, but how that their day is going. And so we need to be a little bit less, um, less perceptive to take in it internally. I can't think of the right word right this moment on there, but you know what I mean. Don't take it so personal because not everything is so personal about you. And that's also what can happen is that when you start internalizing and you think that something's wrong with you, then you forget all the things that are good with you. And so that's where that gratitude journal comes in handy. And you don't have to keep it for 30 days. If you want a great, that's awesome if you can keep it for 30 days. But just try keeping it for 10, for a week. Just once a day, write down some things, morning, afternoon, night, whatever time's good for you. Say them out loud. If you don't want to write them down, just say them out loud. I am good. I am you know, I have great children. I am blessed. Um, instead of writing your to-do list, write your opportunity list. You know, Change one word. Change, or change to-do to opportunity. Um, change your to-do list to say blessings. Um, look at your job as a blessing, that you have a, a job that has stability for you and that provides for you and your family and that you have a way to connect with other people that are in your job whether you're serving other customers or just the people in your office, that you have a way to connect with people with that. And you do make a difference. Every single one of you and I all make a difference in our environments that we're in and how we give positive energy to those around us on it. And when we show negative energy and when we're having one of those days, we understand and we recognize that. And quite honestly, if you can let someone know this is not personal, but I'm having an off day, that's all they need to know. And then they're gonna be able to respect that space, and you can deal with whatever your off day is. And you can get back to a better day the next time because, um, you know, it may be an anniversary of something, an event or something else that's gone on that's sticking to you. Or your child may be dealing with something that you don't know how to help them, and you are hurting because you want to help them. That may be affecting you. So once you know that the other things can affect you besides just something that is wrong internally with you, then you can start to deal with what those external factors might be and, um, and not internalize so much so that you're not so hard on yourself. Um, and then go back to the body parts and emotions and, and what you might be feeling on there too. If you've identified that you've got a pain in a particular side of the body, then you can think about those relationships. If you think about where your pain is coming from in your body, then you can think about its relationship to what it functions in your life. Your legs carry you. Your shoulders carry the weight of the world. Your back is your um, back and support for everything that that you do in in your life. Your back, um, your belly supports your back. And and maybe if you're rolling forward that you're vulnerable to your stomach and to your heart and that you don't want to let anyone in. Um, They said that with your shoulders that we are putting so much pressure on ourselves that the shoulders are where we lift things and um, that's where we might carry the weight of our world the relatives of what work we're doing it weighs heavily on us Um, problems with the shoulders indicate avoidance of our own issues being so busy dealing with your obligations to others that you have little time for yourself you know, it's the area of the body is your doing center. From your shoulders, you're doing, and your creative energy flows down your arms and your hands, where it emerges in what you do in the world. This applies to what you do as well as the way you live your life, what you do with your time, your relationships, and what you do with your feelings. So our shoulders get tense and rigid, and I mentioned that with well, my shoulders, they get tense and rigid when I'm not expressing my real needs. Um, if your shoulder stays locked, then maybe you're holding on to something that you don't want to let go. You don't want to extend that um, doing center to anything else because you just can't do anything else more that you're exhausted from doing something. So you can see what small changes you can make in order to start releasing any of that blocked energy. Um, you know, manifesting in a frozen shoulder is an indication of emotional coldness that's affecting you. It's either coming from another to you or from you towards someone else because um, you've not dealt with something. So if that's right side shoulder or left side shoulder and it's frozen and you can't lift it very high and, and you've determined there's nothing broke for surgery purposes, then maybe that's an emotional lock that you need to consider and let go of some resentment um, you know, towards a relationship that you've had one way or the other of it. Um, you know, it happens. People hurt us, and it's not fair. And they treat us like we would never want to be treated or treat someone else, and it's not fair. And so we hold that in so that we don't have to experience that again, and we just let it fester. And and then we wonder why... We just feel off is because we haven't acknowledged anything that we're feeling off about to say, I get it now. I get it. Um, you know, pain in your feet and walking and that support, the groundedness of the earth uh, on there, your hands and reaching out to others, whether you're having joints or, or problems with your hands that you can't accept and receive the care, the touch from someone else on that, that may be, you know, some, an area. So if you want to know more about that, um, Your Body Speaks Your Mind is a really good book that's talking about the trauma and what we hold into our bodies and has some CDs that will even walk you through some meditations with that. Um, And that leads me into affirmations. Because what do you do once you realize that something's not right uh, without making so many drastic changes that you feel like every external factor that you can change needs to change in order for you to feel happy again. And I think that is all really, really, really important. And many, many counselors say don't make a drastic change. And they said this to me as well when I said I just don't feel right. And they said do not make a change in your job. And I I said, "But, but I really feel like I need to be doing something different. And they said, do not make a change in your job because I was making too many changes elsewhere in my life and I needed stability. And I didn't need to leave that job at that moment. I wanted to run, fight or flight, fight or flight, you know. I wanted to run from everything that I could control that I could get rid of in my life at that moment. Thankfully, through that counseling session, I did not run from all of the external factors. I did not push away every person that was in my life um, so that I could go fix myself, that I worked through it. And I do encourage um, counseling if if you need to talk to someone and you don't have that trusted support, that encourager that is letting you just be who you are and um, letting you show grace to work through things, that you do seek a, an actual counselor out for for the help to get through that. Because once you go through it, you get past it. And then you become aware So you don't have to suppress everything that comes your way anymore. You can deal with it as it comes, and it becomes a great coping strategy to get through this junked-up stuff that is creating illness in our bodies. So when I did that, I I was like, I'm determined I'm going to change this job. And, And again, like I said, they said, no, be careful on that. So I did make some other changes, and that wasn't because that I needed to fight or flight through those. Those were because I needed to let go of some things. I needed to give up the control for things that weren't going to change in my life that I had no control over. So I needed to make those changes. My work setting was actually a good, stable work setting, and it gave me an environment to flourish, to be nurtured, and to be cared for. So really at that point, it was the last thing I needed to be getting rid of in my life I needed to get rid of some of the other relationships that I couldn't control that I had done what I felt like I could do and we needed to move on circle of friends circle of of life there um, from it and trust my own intuition which again goes back to that left side I needed to trust my own intuition um, of things and so I I did that, and then I began this other journey of excitement because I started to look at things as I have nothing to lose. When you're at a point in your life that you don't feel happy, it's almost like I have nothing to lose. So you think about changing everything. Well, what what does it matter because I have nothing to lose because I feel tired and exhausted from everything that I have? And that's good to acknowledge (laughs) that before you make those changes because it's not the changes that's going to make you different it's going to be your acknowledgement of self that is going to make you different and then you make active choices about whether yourself needs to be in those environments around those people in that occupation in that that community wherever it is you start to make active choices because then you start to see you again This, I'm having trouble about where how far I want to go deep into some of these topics because I could just do a whole session on seeing you, and and maybe we'll do that soon. But when you realize that you is all of you, it's not you just that moment, it's all of you, and you accept all of you, then you can begin to make active choices based on what's best for you. And I'm going to see if I can find in this book, What uh, this one lady just said uh, from another book that I really liked is um, forgiving yourself, being able to forgive others. There it is. Surrendering um, is what she's talking about. And it says, surrender means the decision to stop fighting the world and to start loving it instead, writes Marian Wilson in a return to love. It is a liberation from pain. But liberation isn't about breaking out of anything. It's a gentle melting into who we really are. So your body needs to be appreciated. Your long-buried memories need to be tenderly embraced. Your past sins need to be forgiven. And every part of your being needs to be loved, and it needs to be loved by you. Without that love, your body becomes discarded, unwanted. With that love, you are embraced and connected. When you take away the judgment, the shame, and the embarrassment, you discover an inherent easefulness. So I love that passage from this current book, and then also from where they had taken out of Marie Williamson's Return to Love book about not breaking out of anything but gently melting into who we are and accepting those memories and things. And that um, what goes along with that. Forgiveness rises out of love, and for ultimately, love is the healer. And enough time is spent focusing on difficulties of pain, it needs to be balanced by dwelling in and experiencing the positive things, and that they are there. You only need to look, like we talked about with our gratitude practice and journal, or saying that I am blessed, I am this, I am that, continually reminding our bodies are so much more advanced than what we know and that we're a bunch of molecules put together. And so when we say positive things to ourselves, we're actually forming beautiful little crystals in our body with molecules. When we say negative things to ourselves, we are actually damaging our molecules and that they are um, shattered pieces. And so be careful of the words you use with yourself because they're going to be beautiful crystals or they're going to be damaging ones to you. In the same way when we say information out to someone else, when we say it to our children or to our spouse or to others, when we use those words that we can't take back, we have, we have put an impression into their body that, that has damaged or made it positive. And so I, I do want you to be healthy in the ways that you express conflict with people and let them understand that how something that they do makes you feel. But be careful about labeling someone so much that you call them names and um, hurtfulness, just words that are piercing at them, that it, it really can be an impression and damage to them that they have to overcome. And the same is so true of ourselves. When we say, I'm not worthy of love, I'm, not, um, I'm carrying so much guilt, I should have never let it happen. If I'd been a better person, they never would have done this to me. you know, We are damaging and burying those impressions further. And so if we say, I I didn't deserve the things that happened to me, or even if I did, I forgive myself for that because that is not who I am today. And so that action that I get to choose for today won't be the same action that caused whatever my pain is that I'm going through if I feel like I have part of that cause, responsibility. Do you get what I'm saying? If there is something that I have done that I'm carrying guilt and shame over, That I have responsibility in. That I've hurt another person. And then in turn it caused me to hurt as well. That I have to forgive that past action. For them and for me. Doesn't mean I forget it. It means I learn from it. But I am deserving to move forward from it. You get it? Are you hearing me? Same thing when something's done to you that I didn't deserve. I didn't have responsibility. Yeah, this is when children get abused, or children are, are you know are turned away and abandoned from their parents because of a choice that they've made, or or um, you know you could be an adult without that even happening that the parent could, you could choose a sexual orientation and they could turn away from you and disown you or such, or choose a religion or choose a different color spouse, whatever it is. But if you are doing what is true to you and you did not cause that other person's behavior towards you but it hurts you deeply you have to be able to forgive but you don't have to forget and the forgiveness is not for them it doesn't give them any more power over you it doesn't make you love them if you don't love them to forgive them what it does is it releases that anger and that resentment towards them that what they did to you hurt you. It changed those molecules in your body that are still held there with that anger resentment and that piece of you can fester into what that illness is. So that forgiveness allows you to acknowledge that you didn't like it you didn't deserve it and you sure wouldn't want it on your worst enemy but it happened and it's part of who you are But it will not be part of what you carry forward as a victim. You will not let them have that piece of you that is still worthy of love, that is still worthy of caring, and that you want to take whole into yourself as you move forward. And that's what forgiveness is. And that's what it is about forgiving and then changing that into love. So we talked about how you can see love all around you. You can see blessings in the things. You can look at the rain. You can look at the spring. The choice is yours. You have to be active with your choices at this point. If you feel that you know that something's off, it's time for you to understand why it's off, to acknowledge the past and and learn from it, to let go of things that you need to let go of, to hold on to things that you need to hold on because they are blessings to you, to know that you're deserving of those blessings, to keep the job that you do love because you are deserving of it. To keep someone in your life that you do love, because you're deserving of it. To keep your kids front and centered and focused because they deserve your love, and you deserve theirs, and you're good at it. You know, so keep the things that are that are bringing you positive things that bring you joy. Keep those. Be worthy of those. Let yourself be vulnerable enough. That you know if suffering comes with being vulnerable, that you are strong enough to go through it differently than before. And if you don't, then you're living out of fear. Because fear keeps us from extending ourselves into new things. Fear of failure, fear what others think. Fear of failing again if we felt like we failed in our relationships or we failed in our jobs or we failed in other things, but failure I love how someone put this on Facebook to give give the credit, but failure is first attempt and learning. There is no failure if you learn. Thank goodness that Edison continued on and on until his the experiments were right and that we have electricity. Failure. Is not negative. We need to change a society that failure is not negative. Failure means you tried and you're still going forward, and that's pretty awesome. And no, this part of that as well n- no is not negative either. No means that you're creating boundaries or. It simply means that it's next opportunity. It means that you tried for something, and that opportunity wasn't what God wanted for you at this moment, but you're ready for the next opportunity, and you continue to go. And those that are in sales, I give you credit. I I give you credit. You guys, next opportunity, I admire it so much, and I'm trying to learn from you guys on that um, to keep that, that hopeful attitude up. And so if you're good in sales and you're having some issues somewhere else, Just remind yourself that you got it in there. You just need to apply it to another area of your life. It's next opportunity. Don't let yourself get so dismayed that you lose your joy. Don't let your status in life for whatever's come over you take away your joy. Understand that you get to be who you are today. And you don't have to be that certain thing to anyone. I struggled with that so much. I needed to have that top career. I needed to be the best. I needed to be heard. I needed to be at the table. I needed that validation. I needed to have the home, the children. Tried to have a dog. Just didn't work for me either. But I tried. I needed what I thought was expected of me. This was my time in life for this. And now I'm so glad that I'm understanding when I feel that icky feeling that it's those kind of needs that are surfacing that back up that I think that I need to do because other people expect it of me. When in the end, it's just me and God. That's it. The rest of everything that I do is leaving impressions everywhere. And I want to leave positive impressions. And that's really all that I can ask of myself. And the rest of it will come. And I will be motivated and I will get the things done. And I do have goals and I am doing those things. So let's not say that, that, you know, I'm, Waiting for things to come to me. Um, But I don't have to have them all in the same moment anymore. I can be where I am today and be okay with that. It's a struggle. I know it's my struggle. But I acknowledge my struggle, and I'm going through my struggle. And, you know, when I look back in a few years, I will get some of the things that I wanted on it. But in the meantime, I will keep making good impressions on my own life. I will tell myself the positive things that I would tell all of my friends. I will see myself through someone else's eyes because sometimes it gets so, so dark that you don't see yourself at all. Um, and I think I'll just do that next one in a, a podcast about seeing yourself on there because I think there's a lot to say about that. Anywho, emotions can be kept in our bodies. Emotions, past experiences, stuff needs to be let out. Massages are therapeutic. um, Go get one. Don't think it's a luxury. It's not just for the rich and famous, really. It's important. Make a medical appointment just like you would for a checkup to get a massage and release some of that, especially if you're in the icky feeling. Acknowledge that it's not personal. That you're not broken, that you have something to deal with. That's all right. We every single one of us in this life has something to deal with. Reach to the support centers that you've got around you. Do not feel like you have to go through this world alone. We were built on relationships. And let yourself be. Show yourself grace. And then show others grace. Actively Choose your next experiences. Actively choose the attitude for your day. Acknowledge when a day that needs to be sad. Acknowledge when you need to process something. Allow that time for healing. Don't get stuck in healing to become a victim, to miss out on the blessings of what God provides in this life. Actively choose. Joy, I am joy, I am love, fake it till you make it, rewire your brain. All right, folks, I hope it reaches someone, I hope that this reaches you, or you use it to reach someone else, one person at a time, beginning with ourselves, makes the difference. Set out and fly